More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The FBI director, Christopher Wray, was before Congress. It didn't go very well. Now, if you want to know how it went down, I'll just give you a perfect example of the questions that he was asked and how bad he looked before Congress. Representative Matt Gates, representing the 1st District in Florida, this was part of their interaction. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, you does won't not, answer the has que- no well, interest on. in protecting You won't protecting answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But let- deeply revealing about you. Now, that's not all that happened. Now, there was also a back and forth with Congressman Chip Roy. I know Chip well. I had dinner with him not that long ago talking about this issue. And one of the things that he said that he wanted to get to the bottom of was who is lying here. He was able to ask questions of of the FBI director, Chris Wray. And I want you to hear what he had to say in a more extended conversation. For appearing, uh, Brian Auden was one of the FBI intelligence analysts who interviewed Igor Danchenko, the principal source of the Steele dossier in January 2017, correct? Uh, I I believe that's in the Durham report. Uh, And and Danchenko explained that the dossier allegations were BS, yet the FBI did not reveal that to the FISA court. Instead, the FBI continued to use those allegations in two more sworn FISA applications about President Trump and Putin, correct? Well, again, I want to let Mr. Durham's report speak for itself. Okay, but as director of the FBI, that's, those are the facts of the FBI under your watch. The uh, FBI well, conducted... No, no, sir, I'm sorry. Just, it's important. Not under my watch. Those are the facts. I'm, getting, I'm, getting, to the part, I'm getting to the part under your watch. Okay. The FBI conducted an internal investigation of Auten and sought to suspend him, but Auten appealed, correct? I, I can't discuss a specific pending personnel matter. Okay, well, according to recent reports, those are the facts. Nevertheless, in 2020, after Senators Grassley and Johnson highlighted evidence of potential financial crimes and corruption against the Biden family, the FBI assigned Auten to compile an assessment which was used to characterize the Biden revelations as Russian disinformation. The evidence Grassley and Johnson had collected were mostly financial records and could easily have been corroborated as authentic. 
And by then, the FBI had the Hunter laptop in its possession for over a year. So it knew the lucrative payments of the Bidens from corrupt and anti-American regimes were authentic. How on earth did the FBI empower an agent under investigation for potentially corrupt performance and abuse of FISA in one politically fraught investigation, a Democrat operative driven case against President Trump, to play a key role and to undermine a second politically fraught investigation, a case against the Bidens. How's that possible? How can you allow that to occur in the Federal Bureau of Investigation, as my colleagues on the other side of the aisle say, the elite law enforcement agency of the United States? How does that occur? I can't, at the moment, discuss a pending personnel matter. Uh, I can tell you that every employee who in any way touched uh, the Crossfire Hurricane matter uh, has been referred to our Office of Professional Responsibility, our discipline. Are you arm. concerned about this, this activity by the FBI and what was communicated to the FISA court? Does that concern you as the director of the FBI? I consider the conduct that was described in the Durham report as totally unacceptable and unrepresentative of what I see from the FBI every day and must never be allowed to happen again. And have there been consequences as a result? Is Mr. Auden... Uh, had, has he had consequences? Well, again, I can't speak to pending personnel matters. As you would perhaps remember from your own time in law enforcement, because we were working closely with Mr. Durham and I assigned agents to help him, at his request, we slowed down the administrative process to allow his investigation to complete itself. Now that it is complete, our personnel processes are very much ongoing. Well, I think it is more than troubling that under your watch, we see that this continued to occur and you have Auten being, continued to be empowered after there was an investigation and after there was an effort by the FBI to look into why he would go to the FISA court and give wrong information. I mean, the issue here has been wrapped up in a cloud of politics, but the fact is the American people deserve to know how the FISA court is being abused and how it's being abused against the former president and against them in light of the reports that we saw Mr. Johnson from Louisiana put forward that was in a court filing, in a court report. Chip Roy is very brilliant to go back and remind people and the FBI director just how rogue the FBI has become, how far they were willing to go to go after a former president, to frame that president, to get rid of that president, to impeach that president. As you heard the FBI director say, he's like, I'm very upset with what happened, right? As he described it, very upset with what happened with those that were involved in the Durham report. Well, have any of them been punished for this? The answer was obviously no. They've not been punished for this. Okay, so you haven't punished anyone for, for what they did that is very troubling. And as you heard, Chris Ray there, well, and this is a classic example of stonewalling. I can't talk about an active investigation. I don't believe there is an investigation. I just believe there's a straight-up cover-up. There is a difference. There's also something else here. You may remember January the 6th and Ray Epps. Uh, there was another congressman bringing this up today, the FBI director, about Ray Epps. Uh, and and this undercover, who is Ray Epps, etc. There were people that thought he was a FBI informant. There's others that say, no, he's not. Never has been. Listen to this back and forth. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? We are going to the Capitol. Where our problems are. It's that direction. Please spread the word. All right. No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? 
No. When we go in, are we gonna get arrested if we go up there? Yeah. You don't need to get shot. Breaching the line, going in at the first breach into the Capitol, into the Capitol grounds, a restricted area. Mr. Ray, you have arrested hundreds of people related to January 6th. And there have been people arrested for breaching Capitol grounds. Cooey Griffin is an example. Rachel Genko is an example. And then we go to Mr. Brandon Strecka. Brandon was arrested for disorderly and disruptive conduct which included yelling, I quote, go, 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 as rioters tried to empty the Capitol. These three never went into the Capitol. They never assaulted anyone. So let's be honest with each other. There is very little difference between the actions of Ray Epps and Brandon Stricka that day, but yet Stricka was arrested and Epps wasn't. Epps also testified to the January 6th committee. He was back at his hotel when video evidence showed that he wasn't. He lied. He was on the Capitol grounds just as Brandon Strecker was. Epps even texted his nephew at 2.12 p.m. and said, I quote, I was in the front with a few others. It was on the video. I also orchestrated it. Now look into the camera, sir, when you answer my next question. Are you going to arrest Mr. Epps, yes or no? I'm not going to engage here in a discussion about individual people who are okay, or are not going to go. be prosecuted. Can I get a commitment? You just watch the video. I'm an old law dog. I understand a little bit about probable cause. He did very little. There was very little difference what he did. And Mr. Strecker, you can see him. He's encouraging. I almost think he's inciting a riot. He's encouraging people the night prior to go into the Capitol. The day of, go into the Capitol. And he was at the first breach. And he breached the restricted area. Everybody, a lot of people getting arrested for not going into the Capitol, but they're in the restricted area. But yet, Ray Epps, who many people feel, fed, 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 right? And there's a lot of cloud over this. So I, I, my point is this. You arrested a lot of folks for unlawful activity. You just saw the video. And I will tell I you, Mr. Mr. Ray, uh, if you don't yeah. arrest Mr. Epps, the there's a reason behind it. I believe you know what it order. is. And it appears to me you are protecting this guy. I strongly recommend you get your house back in order. With that, I yield back. This congressman, again, making another point. We don't know who Ray Epps is, right? We have no idea. We don't know who Ray Epps is. But what we do know, it was clear he was inciting violence. It was clear that he was inciting a riot. It was clear that he was uh, advocating and supporting people going into the building, into the Capitol. So why is it that you didn't arrest him? Uh, it is not. Your name is consent. Excuse me. Go ahead. It, it has never been appropriate for an FBI director in congressional testimony to be weighing in on who is or isn't going to be arrested and what who is or isn't going to get charged, which is a prosecutor's decision. If you are suggesting that the violence that at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources or FBI agents, the answer is no, it was not. And to suggest otherwise is a disservice to our hardworking, dedicated law enforcement professionals. Can I respond to that now that... Uh the point is, he was number 16 on your list. Yeah, the, the, he was 16 on your list. You never arrested the him. Gentleman Hundreds of Americans the gentleman were arrested. Shame on you. The chair recognizes the gentleman from Florida for unanimous consent. Mr. You can hear it there. He wanted to get back in there. 
right? He wanted to say, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, look, there's a double standard. There's a double standard, just like this whistleblower, this FBI whistleblower, uh, and the IRS whistleblowers who've come from forward. And there's a whistleblower that used to work with the Bidens who's now been indicted for fair violations. But guess who hasn't been indicted? The Bidens. There is a double standard there with that. And everybody knows it. Chris Christie, by the way, going on TV to defend the FBI director, Ray, while House Republicans are grilling him on the Hill. So if you want to know how fast he's willing to go the other way, listen to what he had to say. Again, another sellout over there. Chris Christie wants you to vote for him, but this is what he's saying, defending the FBI director. Governor, I'm sure you saw some of the Chris Ray hearing across the street from me on Capitol Hill uh, that's been running on Fox all day. Uh, he was an attorney for you in 2013 during the Bridgegate uh, scandal. Um, I believe you also recommended him to former President Trump to be FBI director. What do you think of his tenure there? Has the FBI lost credibility? And do you believe that the reforms that Ray insists that he has implemented will fix the problems that the FBI has had in the last few years? I think they are starting to fix those problems, as the director talked about today. Look, um, I've known Chris for a long time. We worked together in the Bush Justice Department in the post 9-11 period, and he did an extraordinary job. And yeah, proud that I did. Those things that they were talking about today, and the director made this point over and over again, are all things from when Jim Comey, Eric Holder, and Loretta Lynch were in charge of the Justice Department before he got put in charge. He fired the entire Comey leadership team out of the FBI. They're all gone. And he put these reforms in place, which are now showing extraordinary results. Um, is it all fixed? Of course it's not all fixed. Jim Comey and Eric Holder and Loretta Lynch drastically harmed the Department of Justice and the FBI. And Chris Ray has now spent years fixing that. Um, now, are there going to be disagreements? Of course, there are always going to be disagreements between Congress and the executive branch. And they would like more information, and he's got obligations under grand jury rules to, to not give everything they want to give. But I will tell you something. What you saw today, I think, was an animated and combative FBI director who's defending the men and women who work for him every day and do a great job and protect us from domestic terrorism, from international terrorism and from these drug cartels and are helping state and local law enforcement every day with their things. So, yeah, I, I, I think Chris Ray has done a very good job. And I think look, a lot of the stuff you see today, John, is theater um, and people trying to raise money for campaigns. Doesn't mean there aren't problems at the FBI. There are. But I believe Chris is a guy who can get him fixed, and he's fixed a lot of them already. All right. Now, Christy there is trying to defend the indefensible. He's going to things that have nothing to do with the Bidens. Well, he's doing great on this and that and, and drug trafficking and everything else. No, he's not. We have a wide open border, and we have people coming across that border, and they're not charging them with crimes the way that they're supposed to. So this is another lie. But again, this is his buddy, right? And it actually makes sense. The fact that the president took... This FBI director, Ray, because because of Chris Christie, tells you everything you need to know about how much of of a rhino Christie is and, and his nominees are right. Like, it's very clear. That's OK. Now it makes sense right now. Now I actually understand it. I, I completely comprehend now and understand how this happened and, and why this happened. Why we're in the debacle we're now, because we're not putting real statesmen in these jobs. And if there's anything that the next president, if they're Republicans, should do is make sure we don't make mistakes like this ever again, where we have people in the FBI and the DOJ that, that, that in my opinion, try to defend the indefensible. 
what you cannot defend. You know, Chris Ray's defending the FBI when he should be overhauling the FBI. He's, he, he says, well, I see these men and women doing great work every day. Well, we see the corruption, sir. And you need to find the people that are corrupt and those are the people you need to get rid of. So that the great people, men and women, are at the FBI are not undermined like we are clearly seeing right now. Because we are seeing them be undermined. They are being undermined. And if you watch this, it's very clear just how much they are being undermined. There are good people at the FBI. But I go back to, to what Matt Gates said. Okay, and what, what Matt Gates said in his in his conversation with Chris Ray was just so telling. Because in the way that he described it, he's like, why, why are you protecting the Bidens? Because what you're doing is protecting them by default, right? Why, why are you not only, why are you defending them? Why are you defending the indefensible by people around you at the FBI and the DOJ that clearly have abused their power? Mr. Ray, like you're the FBI director. You should be enraged by this, not defending these actions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. You, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not, the has no oh, interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But I agree. It's deeply revealing about him. How is he not enraged by the people around him that are abusing the power this way unless he's one of those that's helping sanction this abuse of power? And that's part of the conversation here that they, that, that they need to understand. You've got so many play, people playing defense and instead of just saying, hey, I can't defend this, right? Like that would be the real honest assessment here. That would be saying truthfully here. You know, Jim Jordan also lit up Chris Ray, and, and it's not just the Bidens, and that's why I keep playing different areas. It's January 6th. It's the, it's the Steele dossier. It's the Crossfire Hurricane. Jim Jordan also lit up Chris Ray over the FBI memo, memo targeting Catholics. And again, I think they're laying a case here, and it's an important case that needs to be made. That the FBI is broken and rotten to its core now because you've allowed people. It's not just the cover up of the FBI, uh, of the FBI uh, for what they've done with the Bidens. It's all the other things like targeting Catholics. Listen to this. You'll remember they targeted Catholics, implying they were some sort of domestic terrorist, white supremacist threat to our American society and our, and, and our national security. Not that long ago. And what did the FBI do about it? Apparently not a damn thing. Listen. Director, what's the difference between a traditional Catholic and a radical traditional Catholic? Uh, I'm not a, an expert on the, the Catholic uh, orders. 
Well, your FBI wrote a memo talking about radical traditional Catholics. I'm just wondering if you could define it for us. Well, what I can tell you is you're referring to the Richmond product, which was a single product by a single field office, which as soon as I found out about it, I was aghast and ordered it withdrawn and removed from FBI systems. You were aghast. Then why won't you let us talk to the people who put it together? We are working on finishing an internal review into what happened We have there. to wait. The, we, the Congress, and the American people have to wait until you do an internal review. It's not a criminal investigation going on here. An internal review before we can talk to the people who wrote this? We, when we finish our internal review, which will be very soon, we will come, come back idea before how the Catholics committee in America? and provide a briefing on what we found. Well, we appreciate and the we briefing, can, but we want to talk to the people who wrote it. Any idea how can, many Catholics are in America, Director? Uh, no, sir. There's a lot, over 60 million. What percentage of those are radical traditional Catholics, according to the Richmond Field Office of the FBI? Again, that product is not something that I will defend or excuse. It's something that I thought was appalling read, and removed it. Let's read from that product, page four of that product. By the way, the copy you gave us, when can we get a copy that didn't have all these redactions on it? So we can actually see what the American taxpayers were paying for to see their rights, their First Amendment religious liberty rights attacked. Let me just read from page four. Provide new opportunities to mitigate extremist threat through outreach to traditional Catholic parishes and the development of sources with the placement and access to report on places of worship. That's pretty fancy language for they're trying to put informants in the parish, in the church. That's what this memorandum said, Director, from one of your field offices. And you won't let us talk to the people who did it. Any response to that? I didn't know. I was waiting for the question. No, priest, do you think priests priest should be informants inside the church, Director? We do not recruit, open, or operate confidential human sources to infiltrate, target, report But that's not, uh, what, religious this, that's not what this said. It sounds like you were trying to do it in no, Richmond, Virginia. No, sir. No, sir. No, you weren't? Sir. This, this didn't happen? You can assure us that this that, didn't happen? That product did not, to as best as we can tell, result in any investigative action as a result of it. None. You know what the motivation for this was? Why, why would they even think about doing this? You know what the motivation was? Well, again, I think that's what our internal review will find, and I'd rather wait until I hear what the results of that internal review Well, I don't need an are. internal review. I can read the document. I assume you can do the same, because it says right there on the same page, Richmond assesses extremist interest in radical traditional Catholics is like to likely to increase over the next 12 to 24 months in the run-up to the next general election. Same paragraph. Events in which extremists and radical traditional Catholics might have common cause include legislation, judicial decisions in such areas as abortion rights, immigration, affirmative action, and LGBTQ protections. It's politics. That's the motivation. In the run-up to the next election, and they talk about the border, affirmative action, and, and, and abortion rights. It's total politics. I mean, I think it's interesting that affirmative, we just got a decision from a bunch of Catholics who sit on the United States Supreme Court relative to affirmative action. Politics was the total motivation here. And that's what's scary. That's what's, I think, so frightening and why we, why we how this happens, I don't know. And five people signed off on it. Five people, including the chief division counsel at the Richmond Field Office. I'd like to talk to this lawyer in... A lot of people in this room went to law school to get a, con a course on the Constitution talks about the First Amendment. I find that. These are Catholics. Millions and millions of Americans are Catholics. And the FBI wanted to infiltrate Catholic churches so they could then spy on Catholics. That should be front page. And his response that they're doing a return review 
Sounds exactly like their response to, to, quote, investigating the Biden crime family. I will work on it. Tell you what happened five years from now. Oh, wait, never mind. Statue of limitations kicked in. There's nothing we can do about it now. Let me also tell you about our friends at Augusta Precious Metals. Have you been saving a long time for retirement? Well, if you have, you've probably been really stressed out over the last year with interest rates have been skyrocketing, inflation issues, bank failures, uh, and people that have actually lost some money in their retirement accounts. If you aren't invested and diversified in gold, you should check out Augusta Precious Metals. Augusta Precious Metals, they're just different. They'll even tell you if a gold IRA isn't your answer. They give you the facts about gold and precious metals. It's all about protecting your IRA and protecting your 401k in this crazy economy. And it's so important if you're in retirement or close to retirement because there's no time to make up losses. Now, if you've had those losses, you know what I'm talking about. So if you've saved $100,000 or more, take a look at their free guide that they'll send you, and they'll do a one-on-one conference with you to talk about your financial portfolio. Both are filled with economic insights, and their gold IRA info will give you peace of mind of knowing that, hey, you can protect your hard-earned dollars. 877, the number four, gold IRA. That's 877, the number four, gold IRA. Or visit AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com, or 877, the number four, gold IRA. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. There was also another interaction that I want to play for you, and it was one that was clearly accidental, not purposeful. But the FBI Director Ray basically confirmed that Joe Biden, the President of the United States of America, is under criminal investigation for Ukrainian bribes by the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Then, after he realizes he just basically told that information, he tried to backpedal after realizing exactly what he disclosed. This should be front-page news. This just happened. How in the hell is this not breaking news on all of our phones right now that the President of the United States of America is apparently under FBI investigation right now? Listen. Did Joe Biden take uh, payments 
from Burisma or any other foreign companies as vice president, president, or private citizen Biden. Uh, as you may know, there is an ongoing investigation being led by the U.S. attorney in Delaware, Mr. Weiss, appointed uh, by President Trump in the last administration that our Baltimore field office is working with, and I would refer you to, to him as to what, if anything, can be shared. So the president is under, um, he is under um, investigation. I'm not going to confirm or speak to who is or isn't under investigation for what. I'm simply going so to tell So he's not you, under investigation? I didn't say that either. Uh, by longstanding department policy and practice, I'm I'll, not going to be confirming or denying I'll who is or isn't under investigation. I don't even think that Congressman uh, Tiffany actually thought he was going to get this response. There's also something else in there before we get to the fact that he's basically said by default that the president of the United States of America is apparently under investigation in Delaware by the U.S. attorney and then has to backpedal it. And in saying, well, I can't confirm or deny, I can't tell you if he is or isn't referring to the actual sitting president of the United States of America. But you notice in there he also got in his political point, which I also think tells you it's part of the narrative. This is what the Democrats have been pushing. This is what the media has been pushing. This is what the 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 political Talking heads on the left have been pushing that Weiss, and he said it there, Christopher Ray, appointed by Donald Trump. It's one of the most misleading political statements that you can make. We know that he was nominated by Donald Trump, but it was not Donald Trump's pick or a conservative pick. If the two senators from the state for which you are giving a name for this position do not sign off, on that individual, they will not get confirmed. So to be clear, the two senators who are hardcore liberals in Delaware are the ones that pick David Weiss, not the not J- Donald J. Trump as the president of the United States of America. That's why it is so misleading. Now, this all comes as the House Oversight Committee has just announced that the IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley and whistleblower X will testify at their committee next week. Three whistleblowers have provided information about how the Justice Department refused to follow evidence that implicated Joe Biden and tipped off Hunter Biden's attorneys, allowing the clock to run out with respect to certain charges and put Hunter Biden on the path to a sweetheart plea deal. The House Oversight Committee says this will take place on Wednesday, July the 19th at 1 p.m. Eastern, 12 Central, in the Rayburn House Office Building. They just officially put that out, saying it will take place, it will happen. Now, you look at how they set up Mr. You know Christopher Ray today. They were showing just how corrupt the DOJ and the FBI have become under his leadership. He keeps saying over and over again, well, you don't understand. You don't understand. My, I'm proud of the men and women at the FBI. They do great work every day. You don't understand how hard they're working. You don't understand how, what they're doing. You don't understand, right? Like That's said over and over and over again. But he refuses to admit that they screwed up. How many times did you hear him today when he was faced with some of the corruption at the FBI and the DOJ? He says, well, that made me angry. That frustrated me, right? It frustrated me when they were trying to infiltrate Russian, or, or, or trying to infiltrate Catholic churches and trying to say that Catholics are radical Catholics. 
right? That they're radical Catholics. It's insane. But they keep changing the rules. If you're one of theirs, you can do whatever you want to do. You can break any law you want to break. You can do whatever you want to do. And that's how they're doing it right now. You look at the FBI Director Ray. Uh, he also said something stupid today, saying, oh, well, I put an anti-bias training. Well, is that working? Clearly not. Listen to this. So the confirmation bias, which was brought up time and time again when Durham was here before the committee, you, you feel those have been addressed. I think uh, Jason Jones says you put together a letter and that includes a lot of that information. Do you feel it's adequate or? Well, I, I'm ambitious by nature for us as an organization. So we're constantly looking for more things we can do. But I'll give you an example on this issue of bias because I think it's so important. One of the things that I did as FBI director, and I did this a couple of years ago, um, was in order, and this frankly, it was in reaction many ways more to both the the Hillary Clinton investigation as well as the Crossfire Hurricane investigation was that I uh, put in place training for the entire workforce that focused specifically not just on the importance of avoiding bias but the importance of avoiding even the appearance of bias and one of the things that I did to make sure that I was sending that message was that rather than like the way it normally happens in a bureaucracy where all the training gets saddled on all the folks on the front lines right out of the gates. I started with the top 200, 300 or so people in the organization, brought them all to Quantico for an entire day stand down. We heard from the federal judiciary, the inspector general, the Hatch Act Office of Special Counsel. And the whole point of it was the importance of not just objectivity, but making sure that we are faithful to the appearance of objectivity as well. And then we had a smaller version of that that went out to the whole workforce. But the idea was to send the message that everybody at the top has to take the, the medicine first. So there's two, there's two other things. I mean, this is just total political BS, right? I'm ambitious by nature. I started with the top 200, 300 or so people in the organization, brought them all in to Quantico for an entire day of bias training because apparently you can break the law and you can go after your political opponents and then we'll do you some bias training and that'll fix all of your problems, right? Chip Roy also said to the FBI director, how can you empower an agent under investigation for potentially corrupt performance to play a key role in the case against the Bidens when he was asked him another question about this. And again, Chris Ray's like, well, you know, I can't talk about these ongoing investigations. You notice everything's about ongoing investigations. Let's go back to January 6th, for example. Representative Biggs asked a simple question of Director Ray of whether or not the FBI had confidential human sources, right, in the crowd on January the 6th. Listen to him refuse to answer the question. It's not a hard one. Did you have informants in the crowd? Yes or no? Former Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sun reported, uh, reportedly has asserted that the protest crowd was filled with federal agents. Um, are you aware of his assertion? I am not. Um, would you agree with him that it was filled with federal agents? On January 6th. I, I would really have to see more closely exactly what he said and get the full context to be able to evaluate it. How many agents were actually uh, agents or uh, human resources were present in the Capitol complex and vicinity on January 6th? 
Well, again, it's going to get confusing because it depends on when we, we deployed and responded to the breach uh, that occurred. How, how, Obviously, how many, there were, how many there were under federal agents. Sure. Uh, go, no, yeah, you're talking, you, 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 and you and I both know what we're talking different things here. And, and I, please don't, don't distract here because we're focusing on that those who were there in an undercover capacity on January 6th, how many were there? Uh, again, I, I'm not sure that I can give you that number as I sit here. I'm not sure there were undercover agents uh, on scene. I can't give you a number. I can't give you a number. Did you hear that? I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I promise you the FBI director can answer this damn question. If he didn't know before January 6th, he sure as hell would have known after January the 6th. And this is the reason why I have zero faith and the DOJ, and the FBI now, to be honest about any of this. I'm going to have more on this tomorrow. There's going to be a lot more audio that comes out. Please make sure you share this podcast with your family and your friends. Hit that subscribe or auto-download button so you get, or the follow button on Apple so you get every single episode. And I'll see you back here tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.